Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. I'm Tanya Hart. My guest today represents the best in American fashion design. Detroit-born Kevin Hall redefined glamour for a new generation when he revived that dormant Halston brand to its former glory. And since 2002, the Kevin Hall collection has been worn by every major star on the planet. My other guest is Sergio Hudson. He is a winner on Bravo TV's Style to Rock. Sergio is also creator of that fab ready-to-wear collection. Again, worn by every major star and regular people, too. Kevin and Sergio, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. Well, thank you, Tanya. Great to be here. Okay, you know, we're going to jump right on into it. It's the holiday season. What are some of the fashion do's and don'ts for men and women during this season? I would say never wear leggings. I don't care. Any time of year, I have. I think I've mentioned this before on air, I have a thing about leggings, not great. Particularly not for the holidays with a Christmas sweater. <laughs> huh. Interesting. That's very interesting because they are so popular and everybody's wearing them everywhere. I know it, I know it, but not everybody should, so that is so true (laughs) oh my gosh you don't even have to because we have seen we can vision in our mind what you're talking about Sergio well you know well moving forward you know I have actually had the pleasure of attending a Kevin Hall runway show and I gotta tell you it's like going to a rock concert so spring is coming you know what are some of the things that the fashion trends that we see for this coming spring and it's not just a regular spring it's 2020 we're entering a new decade of this millennial right what, what a new we decade. For? so for me you know i showed a lot of i was i kind of did a little bit of a nod to an asian sensibility all my waists were accented with you know wide obi sashes which is a, like a japanese um, belt that kind of ties around and it fits a lot of different sizes and a lot of different women because it's it's um uh, built on a little bit of stretch and it has um a, a tie that makes it easy to wear and then mm-hmm. we did a lot of halters and a lot of bias cuts, um, some things that were fuller and more swingy or trapeze shaped, so they're not so fitted and not so bodycon, but just mm-hmm. more of a relaxed feeling with lots of tears and lots of bright neon colors. So it was a really fun, fun, you know, collection, you know, to, to present for 2020. Wow. Yeah, and, and Kevin, I mean, piggybacking also, piggybacking also uh, there. Of, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, Sergio. Color. I just think color is key for spring. I really feel like pops of color are coming back, kind of like those neon colors, like Kevin was saying. I'm really into that, and I just really feel like it plays off of the skin so well. And especially in the summertime, it's just like it's sunny, wear some bright colors, brighten up somebody's day. That's how I feel. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love it. Well, you know, I've got to say, both of you have had tremendous success. And people have, I mean, it's hard to be successful in any business. But in this business, both of you have had success. You're visionaries. You're really good at what you do. But you're also two black men. Um, how difficult has that road been, being a black man in the serious fashion industry? So uh, I'm going to let Sergio take that first, and I'll follow up. Well, I mean, I haven't been doing it nearly as long enough as Kevin has. But, and I'm sure he's faced a lot more, and he's probably paved the way for me more than I have had to face some of the stuff that he's had to face. But it's still very difficult, and I think what people have to understand about, especially when you are a black person, not just a man, but a woman going into the luxury fashion field, it's already set up for us to fail, I believe, because the mm-hmm. key point to it is money. And... 
if you don't have money, you cannot make it. So that's right. It does. It does require a great deal of um, money to be able to, you know, to compete on that level with, you know, advertising campaigns. And even though we have Instagram and all that kind of thing, there's still, you know, you still need to be able to do those campaigns and hire those beautiful models so that you can push out a quality kind of image. Because right now, image is everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just just as a, as a black man, um, you know, working in this industry, I just have been able to just push through, you know, all negativity. I've been able to just, you know, find my path and find my key um, stores that support me and also find my clientele that believes in my product and just build my business through, you know, working with, with, with you know, great people that, you know, disregard color, disregard, you know, uh, a race and that kind of thing and just provide an incredible product that people love. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting because, Kevin, when you started out, honestly, all of these fashion TV shows didn't really exist. So you didn't right. have that either. Sergio, you've had the, the benefit of that, uh, being on uh, one of Rihanna's shows and doing very well on that show, by the way. Congratulations. How did that That's help something. continue to, to move you forward? How does television work like that today? Well, the thing about it is the show that I did, you know, it was kind of, it was a one-season show, and, um, you know, it was a great opportunity, but I personally did not feel I reaped all of the benefits that, like, the early seasons of, like, a Project Runway would have, just because uh-huh. once once the show was over, you're still faced with, okay, how do I make this thing work, and I I think what I like to press so hard for people who are trying to get in is it's not easy. And you have to have talent and you have to have have perseverance and good work ethic for to, to make it happen. So after the show, I kind of um, had to start from the ground up and build everything on my own. So that's where it kind of came into effect. And I moved to L.A. and you start dressing the celebrities, you get the notoriety, and then that opens the door for you mm-hmm. to, you know, promote yourself to stores and to actually sell, which is the business of fashion. And it's, it's not just about dressing celebrities or, you know, being famous. It's about can you make this a business? Right. And mm-hmm. I think, right. you know, that's why Kevin, Kevin is my mentor and he gives me advice all of the time. And, you know, it's, you have to have that. You have to submit yourself to somebody you know, just so you can actually, know, you know, somebody that knows more than you and you have to be humble. If you're not, you're not going to make it. Well, and I want everybody to know, because just in case they don't, even though, you know, Kevin, I've, I've covered these red carpets for 25 years, and I know all the people who wear Kevin's dresses. I've had the, the pleasure of wearing a couple myself over the years, and they feel really good, and they fit really well, and you look fabulous <laughs> in them. But I want people to know, Kevin, that you and your wife have a, a major salon here in, in one of the most prestigious parts of Los Angeles on Beverly drive i mean and you've been there for a long time so right in terms of business in terms of business you know how do you keep that going because i know that's not easy yes we um you know we just do a lot of outreach we um 
do a lot of social media to try to, you know, bring clients in. But then a lot of it is actually word of mouth. You know, when we dress, um, you know, someone for whatever event, if it's an occasion or a wedding or bar mitzvah or, you know, some black tie gala, you know, people turn out looking amazing. And then other women ask them, you know, where'd you get that? They will recommend, you know, our, our brand uh, to all of their friends and that kind of thing. And then people at this point, they'll fly in from, you know, from Dubai and fly in from, you know, New York or fly mm-hmm. in from Chicago and work with us, you know, personally to put together their wardrobes and put together their looks, um, you know, not only for special events, but just for, you know, executive women that just want to look polished and want to look chic, you know, and want right. to be able to have something that'll take them from the boardroom to, you know, cocktail dinner kind of situation. So, um, you know, we've been really blessed to be able to um, to continue to build our, our brand. Well, yeah, that's because you're really so good. And I got to tell you, the clothes are just exquisite. You also uh, were part of the formation of what's called the Black Design Collective. Let's talk a little bit about that and why it's so important for other black designers to come together at this point in time. Right. Well, we, we you know, we saw um, just overall the inequality, you know, in the industry. And um, T.J. Walker um, from the Cross Colors and also Angela Dean, who is a celebrity uh, designer, we put our heads together and thought about how we could, you know, affect the next generation of designers, A, by um, starting a scholarship fund uh, for designers to help them to go to a design school of their choice. Um, we also uh, have a mentoring program, and, and I've been mentoring, you know, young people over the years, so we thought, well, you know, if we come together, we can uh, put together different groups of mentoring uh, programs where it is, it is specific to the designer's needs. Let's say if the designer's in sportswear or in dresses or, you know, swim or, you know, hip, hip-hop or whatever, we have designers mm-hmm. that are in those areas that can help the young people. And then we are planning on doing an e-commerce platform, and that platform will be a place where the world can go and find black design talent and buy black so we, you know, have all these Perfect. different, you know, uh, ideas, what we want to do, and we're pushing forward. We've had some great success and good support. Uh, we are friends of the CFDA, which is the New York um, Designers uh, Association, and they've kind of come alongside us and are, 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 you know, on board with helping us to, to, to push our initiatives to support black designers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because everybody's been talking about the last 50 years. Um, a, a lot of stuff happened 50 years ago, but one of the things that happened is that black fashion and music that started being created, well, it was created before then because we were always stylish people. But at that particular point in time, it seems like that our fashion and music really began to move this country forward to where we are today, either good or bad. And so how would you say that fashion and politics collide in the world today? And especially, you you know, Sergio, I was going to say Sergio, yeah, because, you know, the hip hop uh, culture really had a lot to do with that. Yeah, I think the way the way that fashion and politics collide is especially right now with social media. I mean, just for example, yesterday I posted a post on my Instagram about um, Colin, and I was just, you know, as a millennial, you know, he's around my same age, and I was just so proud of his stance, and you know, it was my opinion. And so when people came onto my page and saw, I was you know, singing his praises, and it began began this political argument in my 
my seed. And you would never think that people would pay attention to what I had to say politically. You know, just being a fashion designer, a lot of people take that as, oh, that's just frivolous, it's frou-frou, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can really affect the world by dressing people and by, because you have, the only constant is people have to wear clothes. A lot of yeah, people, right. <laughs> people have to wear clothes and somebody has to make and design them. So mm -hmm. we're never going anywhere. <laughs> so it's a, a contrast. Right. Right? It, 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 it has to be. So I feel like we're always going to have something to say and we're always going to affect. And I mean, just look at the way, you know, we dress Michelle Obama and the way that she dresses kind of affects people. And if people look at how she dresses and they say, oh my God, you know, I want to dress like that. I want to be like right. that. Right. So it's a way for you to actually emulate the people that you want to be like and to say, this, I put on this suit, this is something like Michelle Obama where I can do better, I can be better, I can go to Princeton, I can be a lawyer. You know, so when you see the way you affect people's self-esteem and just their whole life trajectory, it, you know, it's much deeper than what people think it is. Oh, no, it's very deep. I, I had said that one of the reasons America had fallen into mediocrity is because we all started dressing down. You know, everything became so casual. And that's right, what I loved right. about Michelle Obama in the White House. She brought back the idea of it's OK to look good. It's OK to put on some high heels. And you know what I've noticed? All the millennial girls are back in high heels. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but they are. Yep. <laughs> they really yep, are. They're making effort. And that's the one yes. thing that I say, you know, you just make an effort. You know, you got to get dressed. Why not put on something that's going to look great and make you feel great? Right. And I love, Sergio, you have a kind of a saying, bring back the joy of dressing. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of, tell us a little bit about what you mean in that. Well, the thing about it is, the way I was raised, I kind of realized I was kind of in a, like a box, so to speak. And I just assumed everyone was like my family. My mom... <laughs> When she was getting ready to do anything, her goal was, when I walk in the room, I want to be the best dressed woman in the room, and I want everybody to say, who is that woman? That was her goal, period. <laughs> she didn't say that, but I knew that was her goal. And every time we did, we went somewhere, that's what it was. So I just assumed every woman was like that, and she had so much joy. Like, we would spend the whole weekend just getting her outfit together for church on Sunday morning. <laughs> so, you know, it was a joy of, it was a joy for her to, you know, get dressed. And I just feel like that joy has been lost. You know, you think about the women in the 50s, how they would have the oh, hat. Oh, yes. Gloves. Yes. And, you know, that was just normal. Like, you got to have your hat. You got to have your gloves. You know, you're a lady. You're a woman. You know, you, this is the joy of being a woman, dressing up. And I feel like we've gotten so far away from that. So my goal with my brand is I want people to, you know, dress up. Like, I feel like everybody always thinking, you know, oh, we can't wear that because this is, you know, we need to dress down. No, dress up. Like, you can right. you'll never be overdressed. You can never be overdressed. That's right. You can never be overdressed. <laughs> my grandmother and my mother used to say that to me all the time. I grew up thinking, and this is because they used to say this to me, you can be, you can never be overdressed or too smart. And that's uh -huh, how I lived my life. 
That's my. That's the way I've lived my life. I just want everybody out there listening to know you are listening to Hollywood Live Extra. My guests today, of course, are American fashion designers Kevin Hall and Sergio Hudson. You know, guys, one of the things that's kind of interesting, everybody's talking about saving the planet. And, of course, uh, Jane Fonda has recently come out and said that she's not going to buy another new piece of clothing. Now, we all know, I, Jane, we know Jane's closet probably Jane's got plenty. another piece. <laughs> Jane don't have another piece of clothing. You don't have to buy nothing. They give it to us, though. Right? Okay. But she was trying to make a point. You know, you know, you know how Jane is. She trying to make a point. She's been going to jail on Fridays and trying to say, well, you know, we don't want uh, fashion to destroy our planet. There's a whole lot of other stuff destroying the planet. But what would you say to that? You know, you, uh, there is a there is a little bit of excess in some fast fashion. You know, and it, some things are harming the planet. And, and and I do see the industry is making a concerted effort to be conscious about that. You know, cutting back on um, you know certain uh, dyes and cutting back on you know the overproduction of things um, and going more natural. You know, fibers and things like that. So there is a concerted effort. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it has to be a balance. You know, to to figure right. you're not gonna you know ever buy anything new. I mean, like I said, she has plenty. She doesn't need anything, but um, she does have a platform, and I'm and I'm. But I don't know that her platform will shift and make others feel that way, because people yeah, they I, love I don't either. to to purchase. They love something yeah. new, something fresh. And when you go out and you buy something, you know, great for yourself, you know, it's, it it makes you feel good. So again, it, it goes really back, speaks back to that joy of dressing and joy of fashion. And, and speaking I think, of that, backing off of ahead. that. I think mm-hmm. thinking back and off of that, if you know the whole fast fast fashion thing has really you know accelerated the waste that people of clothes like when you think about like if you go to a fashion over website, I call them out because they knock off my clothes all the time, so I don't care about talking bad about them. But I feel like you know like my niece still go buy clothes from Fashion Nova wear them one time and then it's like trash to her. So mm-hmm. I feel like. If people go back to investing in really good pieces and rotate them in your wardrobe, we could save a lot more on, you know, on the planet because you just have all these disposable clothes. It's like paper. Yeah, you know, that's very true. Just wear it and throw it away. Yeah, because it's cheap and the fabric isn't good and it doesn't feel good on your body. That's what people need to understand. Of uh, buying, investing in a good piece that feels good on your body and that fits you well will fit you for the next ten years, no matter if you gain, lose, whatever. Um, right, right. Do kind of, and that's what, kind and that's of what has to do with education. I just feel like we've lost the the parents or whatever that have kind of told their sons and daughters, you know, invest in something great. You know, have a beautiful pair, you know, a beautiful pair of shoes. You know, get a great pair of pants. I mean, there's certain things a woman should have in her wardrobe that will last her if they're quality for, for years. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel yeah, like that's really correct. been communicated. And sometimes when I meet women or young girls that are chic and that are fabulous, I say, who is your mother? Because obviously right. somebody's told you something. <laughs> right. I appreciate that. 
<laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, we're going to have to get out of here. I know you guys are busy. But I do want to mention uh, Cross Colors, celebrating 30 years coming up. And, Kevin, I know uh, there's a big exhibit going on at the uh, camp at the African American Museum here in Los Angeles. Could you tell us a little bit about the exhibit and what will be happening uh, coming into right, the new right. year? Right, right. So T.J. Walker, uh, one of the founders of the Black Design Collective, also was the founder of Cross Colors, and they are celebrating their 30th year, um, you know, uh, in business, and just, it's an incredible exhibit that chronicles, you know, all the phenomenal celebrities that were the clothes, all the incredible trends that they started, uh, shows all the great colors, and the, 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 the exciting time, you know, that was like 90s, that exciting time that everybody was, you know, looking back, is now looking back to, and, and, and loving Cross Colors again. So um, the exhibit runs for six months. Um, Tomorrow night, as a matter of fact, we're having a panel. And that panel is going to be myself, T.J. Walker, Ruth Carter, and Angela Dean. And we're going to be discussing fashion. We're going to be discussing trends. We're going to be discussing, you know, cross colors and the 90s and how what a great time that was and how that now is is really influencing even fashion today. So um, we are so excited for T.J. and for Carl, his partner, uh, it's been a great 30-year ride, and they deserve, you know, this. And, and as a matter of fact, this is the most well-attended exhibit that Cam, ha- Cam has had in the history of the museum. Wow. wow. See? Because yeah, it's people phenomenal. really like the fashion thing. That's what I'm saying. It's, not, it's, it's a part of us that is so deep in us we don't even understand sometimes. I Absolutely. Uh, yeah, 30,000, so, not 30,000, 3,000 people came to the opening night. 3,000 plus wow. people opening night. Wow. Yeah, incredible. Isn't that something? Well, we're going to try to get by there tomorrow night. I really, I'm very excited about all of this. And I want to thank both of you for coming. Please come back again anytime. And how can people find you and find your wonderful fashions and designs? Um, well, it's SergioHudson.com and um, all of the clothing and we actually just launched a belt collection and um, just wanted to make it a little bit more accessible to everybody so we actually have our belts the same belts that Michelle Obama and Beyonce and all of those people wear they're available now on my site SergioHudson.com and you okay. know if you want something custom just email us Right, and then mine is KevinHallDesigns.com, and you can go online and you can shop the collection, and you can also see me on Beverly Boulevard in Los Angeles. And it is fabulous. If you ever come, you know what? They need to have one of those tour buses riding by your place. I was like, oh. Because if people only knew what was up in there, gentlemen, thank you so much for being who you are and for what you have done to really lift us all up and and move us forward. By our pleasure, my pleasure to to be on. A, you know, we, we appreciate the support and we love your audience. Oh, absolutely. And for everybody out there listening, okay, thank you, Sergio. Everybody else out there listening, don't forget, go to the AURN app and you can download all of these. Or you can go to SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory and make sure you download all of them because you don't want to miss any of the Hollywood Live extra episodes. We've got over a 100 of these on there. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.